Hey, it's Bill Simmons. LSU and Alabama are facing off. FanDuel Sportsbook, in partnership with Valley Forge, is giving you the chance to get an even bigger win when you bet on the game. Sign up with promo code ODDS and bet up to $5 on the LSU-Alabama money line. If your bet wins, FanDuel Sportsbook will pay out your bet in site credit in 25 to 1 odds. Wow. Sign up using promo code ODDS to qualify. And with FanDuel Sportsbook, there's plenty more to bet on as well. Spreads, overrunners, parlays, props, round robins, special promotions running every single day, like close loss insurance, touchdown bonuses, boosted odds, lightning fast withdrawals. They have that too. That means you can have your winnings in your pocket in as little as 24 hours. Sign up with promo code ODDS, O-D-D-S. Then place a $5 money line bet on the LSU versus Alabama game. You'll get paid out in site credit at 25 to 1 odds if you win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now or visit FanDuel.com sportsbook to bet today. Must be 21 plus, physically present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or Indiana. First online wager only. Bonus issued in site credit. Site credit expires seven days after receipt. Terms apply. Pre-game wager required. Max $125 bonus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. I'm Sal, coming to you on a Tuesday late afternoon. Jim Cunningham, heel producer, is with me. What's happening, Jim? Not much, Sal. How are you doing? Everything's good. Jim came to my, uh, he attended my Halloween party this past Saturday. What did you dress as? I was uh, Turd Ferguson from Saturday Night Live. Burt Reynolds. There you go. You did it well. I'm going to put a picture up of you and Harry and uh, everyone who was <laughs> yeah. there. But yeah, Jim, you you had fun, right? Yeah, Jim absolutely. Was, Thank you for having me. You, you were hitting on my wife's friend. I think you asked Harry to get her number. She was sitting on me. And she was Harry, on you? Harry told me I was gold. Harry was like, you're good. I did. Yeah, he did. See? Well, I don't know. I don't know how gold you are. Because then she showed, my wife <laughs> showed right. her your picture, I think, yesterday. And she, she, uh, she acknowledged that she remembered you. But that was it, really. Perfect. So I don't, I don't know who dropped the ball, you or Harry, but what are you going to do? <laughs> all it's all right. right. Whatever. But listen, I don't want you to focus on that. I need you to focus on your $2 million pick, which has lost the last two weeks. The last two weeks you gave us that. So that's coming up later, right? Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, let's get these guys on. My gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Oh, listen, you guys, what? So last time we were on, you guys gave best bets. The Parlay Kid did well. We're going to give more best bets later in the show. We're going to preview LSU Alabama. We're going to pick an NCAA champion. We're going to dive into the top two games of the week in the NFL. But first, I have to mention, it was Tuesday. It's Tuesday afternoon now. And I don't know why I'm so delighted, but the Cowboys kicked the crap out of the Giants, Parley kid. Mm. We're in first place yeah. by a half a game. Got to feel good about that, right? Yeah, I feel good about it. I think, uh, you know, I had the Cowboys, so uh, obviously right. they won me some money, too, at the same time. So, uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't know if kicking the crap out of his uh, – that might be a little bit of an overstatement. I mean, we, I think we were sweating it out a little bit more than we should have had to uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, they kind of pulled away at the end, um, but uh, you can see why. I mean, this team is five and three, so they're be- they should be better than a five and three team, though. I think there's there's no weaknesses on this team, really, really. There's really no weaknesses. Five and three is uh, at the halfway point to me is almost not good enough at this point for this team with this type of talent. But we'll take well, the win. Yeah. I mean, look, we pulled away. We we made Jones look bad. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, a little bit later. Harry is always on Darnold, but. Jones looked Donaldish last night, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and Saquon had his uh, got eaten up by Sean Lee. Old man Sean Lee kind of dominated Saquon Barkley. So I think he was spying him out of the backfield, except for one play. Saquon did absolutely nothing. These guys, Sean are Lee, he looked like 2013, 2014 Sean Lee yeah. all over again, filling in for Van Der Esch, who was banged up, uh, neck injury. Uh, we won 37-18. You're right. It wasn't easy. It was a one-handed catch early, but with a golden tape. Uh, killed yeah, us a, a little. That got us scared. 
Um, but then we pulled away. And Harry, I don't know. You still believe in this Giants team? You picked them to win the division. I don't know what kind of odds you got. Sixteen to one. Right now they're a hundred and ten to one. I would give you 200, 250 to one odds if you wanted. Do you want it? You're a big Giants. Look, I was fan. just trying. I was trying. I was. I was trying to. Uh... Bust your guys' chops at the beginning of the season. I didn't think they were really going to win the oh, win the Like some idiots on Twitter think. But but anyway, the Giants play calling. It's Shermer. It's play the and their play calling. Every single play to Barkley was up the middle. I'm, I'm begging for them. I'm telling you guys, begging for him to get a pitch to the outside so he can maybe get to the corner or something. It's just awful play calling. And and Jones can't. I mean, he makes some decent plays when he takes off running, but you got to hold on to the ball. The fumbles are insane. Insane. This team's not good, Harry. You're busting our chops. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying hold on to the ball and have some creative play calling, please. That's all. How about this? They're not good. Uh, I thank you for busting our chops. Any losing pick now Harry gives, he's busting our chops, just just for the record. But honestly, they should be a one-win team. They beat Tampa on a day that Tampa didn't show up. They missed like four kicks. Uh, their defense was n- non-existent. Otherwise, you have you're a one-win team. You're you're thrown in the conversation with Miami and Washington and Cincinnati, and uh, you could pick another quarterback with the six. Pick, oh, you mean you mean the same team Dallas? Is, you mean the same teams Dallas is thrown in for for not being in the championship game since 1996? Oh, okay. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, the same team. Don't worry about mentioned. that, Eric. Well, worry about just, now. Know. Worry about the present. Don't worry about the past when you were good at the gold nugget contest. Let's talk about that. Your reign of terror is over. How did you do this week? <laughs> one, five, and one. I, uh, I definitely, uh, but, all, but everybody, like I told you, everybody had the uh, line move teams, so I didn't drop that much. I dropped from third to 13th. I'm a half game out of 10th, and I'm uh, three wins out of first. I'm still hanging. Well, the Bri, you're glad the bragging's over, although it's, it seems like it just continued and with that statement. But are you glad the the bragging is over for the most part? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is it over, though? I feel like we're still getting it because even Should when we be. said, oh, you you had a bad week, then he starts saying, well, no, I went three and one on this other thing. You you know, we can't pick and choose. So I don't know. It, uh, we're What's this other thing you went three and one on? I mean, you're giving 100 picks. This is stupid. Oh, that's on, on Odd Shark, my. Uh, Hidden gems, which are games that people wouldn't really bet or look at. Uh, I, I'm doing it for six weeks and haven't had a losing week since. Well, the hidden gems are uh, coincidentally hidden seven eighths down the article, whatever you're writing. So that's that's nice to know. Oh, you not, you've checked yeah. it out. I appreciate that. Thank you. Not, I'm just guessing. I'm guessing that's where you put oh, your hidden gems. Um, anyway, listen, it's not all negative. Uh, I, I scour our email, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us your submissions. I'm looking for entries for our Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. It's been many months since we've um, even voted on anybody. I haven't even come across anything right. that's worth voting on. Maybe the illness is cured. Maybe um, maybe no one has a bad is addicted to gambling anymore, sports gambling. I ha- find that hard to believe that that would be the case. But this was a nice letter. I'll read a nice letter every na- now and then. Sal and Trifecta, simply put, your show is terrific. Your old pal Jim from Columbia, Missouri. P.S. Harry is more unpredictable than Two-Face. Brian is smarter than the Riddler. Parlay Kid is more crafty than the Joker. And Sal is Batman. All right. Well, I don't know if Jim is uh, 11 years old or what, but we'll we'll take it. Um, we'll take all the praise uh, we can get. Jim Cunningham, do you agree with those assessments? Yeah, I wrote that. That was me. <laughs> you wrote I'm that? I'm Jim. Yeah. Oh, you're Jim from Columbia, yeah. Missouri? Yeah. And I like dinosaurs, too. <laughs> I agree with the Harry Two-Face part, but the Riddler and the Joker and, and Batman, I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, uh, that's it. Cousin Sal, against all odds at gmail.com. Give us a, give us an, find out. I want, I want to know who's out there. Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame. I know you're out there. Stop hiding. Now we're going to get to the NFL. Not a lot of good games. Um, in week 10, the Eagles are off. The Patriots are off. The Texans are off. Those are our, those are some of our favorite teaser teams. Jaguars, Redskins, also off. I don't care. I think week 12 is spectacular. Next week's okay. Uh, This week, Giants, Jets, uh, Raiders, Chargers, Thursday night. All of a sudden, intriguing. Brother Bry will be there on the field. But let's look at Seattle at San Francisco. It's a Monday night game. San Francisco favored by six. The over-under is 46. My God, they keep winning. They won Thursday night. The Thursday night games are weird. They pulled it out. Jimmy G threw four touchdown passes. It was kind of the game they were looking for out of him. 
They kind of needed it because they only won 28-25. Meanwhile, Seattle just looks like an impossible out in the playoffs right now. And they're not even in first place. But Russell Wilson's doing anything he wants. I thought Justin Britt being out the center, they'd be exposed. Not the case. He went crazy. Career high, five touchdowns. He went nuts. They beat uh, they beat Tampa Bay and covered. A lot of people were very upset. A lot of sharps had Tampa Bay. Let's go over this. Parlay kid, who do you like? Everyone seems to like Seattle on the six because, like I said, they're a tough out. They only play yeah. tough games, close games. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think you got to take the plus six here with Seattle. They're uh, 8-0 against the spread in their last eight as underdogs, right? So that bodes well. We know that secondary is not great. Uh, we know San Francisco is really good on both sides of the ball. But are we really going to give Russell Wilson six points here? Um, I don't think you, you can't bet against this guy. We've talked about this before. He's the leading MVP candidate right now in the NFL, and rightfully so. 22 touchdown passes, I think, and one interception. He mm-hmm. makes plays with his, his feet when he has to. Makes all type of throws. Uh, this kid Metcalf, so what a pick! He went. Uh, he was the 64th pick in the draft last year. So almost every team could have had him. They all passed him, right? They were talking about him going in the first round. He mm-hmm. looked like a freak athlete. But then it was, hey, is this kid just a workout warrior? Is, it, is that the type of player he is? Well, the guy is really starting to step up his game there in Seattle. Really giving uh, Russell Wilson like another, you know, another weapon on that team. And uh, you just can't bet against. Take the Seattle with the uh, getting the six. I, I I don't know. I'm not going to predict the winner here, but they stay. They keep it within that uh, uh, that amount now. So let's take Seattle. Yeah, you, you mentioned Metcalf. Simmons and I talked about him on Sunday night. That was a, what did he go, Bry? Was he like the fifth receiver taken? I mean, he was the fastest, had the best combat uh, combine numbers, and uh, just you, you showed his face after one, after the other. Hollywood Brown, all these guys went before him, and. Um, then there was Metcalf. Yeah, think, what a nice compliment that is. What was he? Yeah, I think he went. I think he went six. But that was a funny thing. I mean, there was projections leading up to it after the combine, like top ten. They had the Raiders taking him really early at one point in time. And then it's funny, like nothing really negative came out. It was just like, oh well, he might have an injury history. Maybe he's just you know big and fast, and he you know he can't catch the ball. So like it was amazing that he fell that far. Really. Do Do you think? Seattle had their way with Tampa Bay, which we know after playing the Giants that, they, you know, they'll just allow points to anybody in some of these games. But do you think a, a, a team like San Francisco could keep Russell in check and expose the fact that they're at, they have a backup center and some offensive line issues? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I think it almost doesn't matter. The one thing about Seattle is it almost doesn't matter who they're playing defensively. I feel like, Russell kind of does what he needs to do to get the points. So I, I feel like every game here is right. Is every Seattle game you were saying is pretty much the same, right? We've talked about this before. It's like 27, 24, or it's like 31, 27. Every game comes down to Russell having a chance at the end of the game. Pretty much. I mean, if you look at every game they've mm-hmm. had, it, it pretty much happens that way. So that's why even in this game, style, that's why I like the over 46. I mean, to me, that seems low. Because you have two of the top seven offenses here going against each other. Again, I think San Francisco is going to score on Seattle. Seattle hasn't shown the ability to stop anybody yet. But Russell's still going to score on them, right? I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. So that's why I don't know. 46 just seems, I don't know, that seems low to me. Because, again, I think, do you think Russell's not going to score? Do you think he's only going to put up 17 points against them? He's still going to get his points, right, in this game? The, the one mobile yeah. quarterback they, they faced San Francisco last week was Murray, you know, and they put up 25, right? So I, I think yeah. this is going to be a similar type game. So, I, I, again, I think this should normally be like 48, 49 points. But I don't Francisco think so. Can- I don't know if you just mentioned, I'm sorry, but the over, you have five, five straight in Seattle road underdog. And, yeah, I, I don't remember it too much. And like you say, all close games. They've won eight straight one-point games. Forget about the others. I know they've won like three-point games and everything else in between. They win those those games where Zerline kicks it over the uh, over the uh, upright and and stuff like that. But every game is close. Every game seems to be high scoring. I, I kind of like it too. I like both these guys' picks. I like the Seahawks plus the points and the over forty-six. Let's get to Dallas, Minnesota. Harry, you have an over/under here. Cowboys favored by three. Minnesota not great on the road. And just a weird, weird team to try yeah. to figure out here. But Harry, we haven't heard from you. 
Let's talk about you. You like the over. I'm seeing a lot of trends that uh, suggest under. Yeah, you know what? I do like the over 47. I mean, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I hate to admit it, but it's only a matter of time until Dallas's offense gets rolling like Monday night versus the Giants. It's really a, not a matter of if, but when. Uh, Dallas is first in total yards per game, getting 447 yards, uh, fourth overall in rushing. Uh, also pains me to say that they get 32 points a game at home. Uh yeah, they have 1,200 yards rushing as a team. They're averaging five yards a carry. I mean, while the Vikings are ninth in offense, third in rushing in the NFL, but like you just said, Sal, they're a different team defensively, especially on the road, uh, where they are, where instead of how dominant they are at home, um, they're only two and three on the road. They've given up 56 points in their last two road games. Stafford lit them up three weeks ago for 364 and four touchdowns. Damian Williams at the Chiefs got the Vikings last week uh, for 125 and a touchdown. I think the Vikings are talented on offense. I think Cook's been great. Uh, Cousins has been good. Uh, I think they're going to get their points. I think they can get up to like 27 points, but I think Dallas gets like, again, they scored 30 at home. I mean, I think Dallas wins like 31-27, close by the spread, but the game goes over. I think the game lands about 60. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Dole's gone hmm. under in six of the Vikings' last eight road games, under in four of their last five versus the Cowboys. It could be. Ah, uh, Parlay kid, I feel more confident in this game than I did with the Giants. I don't know if I should. I know – uh, Cousins yeah. is one in six against the Cowboys, never with the Vikings, yep. but as, as a as member of the Redskins, they're zero and six straight up and against the spread in their last six games. The Vikings are as an underdog Cowboys, somehow right. eight and one straight up last nine at home. Sorry if I'm using some of your trends here, but you like Dallas minus three, right? Yes. Yeah, so you already gave some of the information right there and you're, you're spot on. Um, you get the feeling too, with this Dallas defense, uh, Tank Lawrence, right? Like he finally really showed up last night. Had a little edge to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, and we talked about this teams being is five and three. I think they're better than a five and three team. And one thing we have to talk about is there's most likely no Adam Thielen this week for the Vikings. Yeah. Um, that is a huge loss for the Vikings for Cousins on the road where they don't play too well anyway, right? The only thing that kind of scares me here is is there a Zimmer, is there a Mike Zimmer uh, you know, um, revenge factor here. You know, he kind of, kind of never got the head coaching job in Dallas. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's too far removed now, but I wonder if there's any of that sentiment in the uh, Vikings locker room, like, hey, let's win this for coach. I don't think there is. I think that's too far removed. Dallas's offense is fourth in the league in rushing, fourth in passing, which equals the number one offense in the league. Uh, and I think. They seem. I'm hoping now they're at the point where they're going to get on a little bit of a roll. I think Harry and I were talking about that uh, before we started. About they, maybe this is the time now the Cowboys get on this roll. Their offense becomes kind of unstoppable. They're healthy. Uh, we saw Jeff Heath go out of the game last night. If that's their only injury, that's a, addition by subtraction as far yeah, as I'm okay. concerned. Yeah. Uh, right? Oh my gosh, I, I, you shouldn't be in the NFL, Jeff Heath. Let's put anybody else out there. It's an upgrade. Um, Dallas covers this spread. I could tell, I could th- see this being a, a 30 to 20 score. Dallas wins at home. They continue their momentum. They kind of build their lead in the NFC East. Let's take the Cowboys minus the three. I broke down on locking in today. I was like the cat, the, the Eagles play. You, know, you can look at the next six games or whatever. The I, I like, just look at the next two. Eagles play as far as the NFC East dominance. They play the Patriots and Seahawks. Patriots when they come back and Seahawks. This is after the Phillies buy. Cowboys play the Vikings and at Detroit, which we probably favored, definitely favored in this one, probably favored at Detroit or one point right in there. You pick up a game there, you're up a game and a half with six left. That's pretty good odds for Dallas in the NFC East. But I I agree with you. I, 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 I was thinking about the Zimmer thing too. But I haven't really heard much about it. I don't even know if anyone right. remembers that he was a Cowboys exactly. coach. Uh, Cowboys won of three teams ranked top five in the NFL, both scoring offense and scoring defense this season. Patriots, 49ers, the other two. I know. I like a, I like a win at home on Sunday night as well. I would shy away from the over. I think 30-20 is probably close. It's too close to the 47, but I do like Cowboys right. minus three. All right, let's take a, a quick break. All right. Hey guys, let me ask, what if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? Well, don't even answer. Now ZipRecruiter's technology can do that for you. Just download the ZipRecruiter job search app, let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in, and its technology starts doing the work. ZipRecruiter app 
finds jobs you'll like, and it puts your profile in front of employers who may be looking for someone like you. If an employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know. So if you're interested in the job, you could apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter, number one rated job search app. And based on a third-party survey, seven out of 10 people who found a new job on ZipRecruiter increased their salaries. My listeners should download the free ZipRecruiter job search app today and let the power of technology work for you. Don't wait. The sooner you download the free ZipRecruiter job search app, the sooner it can help you find a better job. A better job, Harry. Harry has a job. Takes up about four hours a week, I think. And uh, (laughs) he actually has a job. He might, he has, he lost a job, but is still doing the job. And if this podcast goes too long that he can't, pick up his landlord's medication then he's going to lose that job too, even though he got fired from, right? It's very confusing, right? Very confusing. Yeah. But something That's like why that. you got to let ZipRecruiter take over your life. It'll help out a lot. All right. I'm down. LSU, Alabama. That's a big college game. One versus two, depending on what polls you're looking at. Alabama minus six, 65, the over under. Tua, his status unknown until game. God, it's so hard. How do you bet this? How do you bet this, Harry, without knowing? Well, I guess you're taking the underdog. That's how you're betting it. But really, if you're taking Alabama, how could you do it without knowing if two is starting? You're right. I mean, that's why I'm taking the six. And, I'm, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm banking on two of starting, obviously. But, look, LSU is the number one team in the country. They're getting six points. You have to take it. I have to, I have to totally arch per game. They're better than Bama. They're fifth, second in passing. Bama's tenth. Schedule-wise, LSU's played a much tougher schedule. Uh, they played at Texas, where Burrow uh, made a name for himself, where he went for 471, four touchdowns. Wide, re- wide receivers Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase at 300 yards combined that game and three touchdowns. Uh, they beat in Florida. They beat in Auburn. Alabama, the best team they played, I guess, would be Texas A&M. And Texas A&M's best win this year is against Mississippi. Uh, I mean, I think that's uh, definitely in LSU's favor. Uh, Burrow has uh, 33 touchdowns, four picks. He, I know uh, Tua has the experience here, but I think Burrow is totally locked in, and I think he might have the nod over him. And like both wide receivers, uh, they have uh, both teams wide receiver wise have three studs each. They both have 1,900 yards combined. It's only a two touchdown difference with LSU having two more. I got to take the six here. I got my own ride with Burrow. I know uh, history is on Alabama's side with a one seven straight and five of those by double digits, but I think it might be LSU's, LSU's time with this new offense plus six. I'm going with it. This is similar to Seattle at San Francisco, right? A little bit. The six points, sure, yeah. a team that might be better is on the road, but God, you don't figure. I mean, Alabama is just more of a. LSU was basically 0 for the 2010s against sure. Alabama. They beat them in 2011. That was the only time. 39 and one Bama straight up as a home favorite. Uh, and I don't care what Joe Burrow did against Texas. I mean, Texas got almost got rolled by Kansas. They put up a million points, but Auburn's defense is fantastic. Florida's defense is fantastic. Burrow went for 321 and 327 against those teams, almost through close to 80%. Uh, Brother Bry, you don't care about this offense. You think it's going to stay under the number 65? Yeah, well, I, I just think 65 is a little too high for this type of game. Look, the assumption here is going to be a shootout, right? Maybe probably the two best offenses in college football. And the defenses probably aren't the same type of defenses they've had the last few years. But, again, 65 to me seems a little steep considering if you looked at this series history going back to, like, the 1800s, only once has this game gone over 65 points, regardless of how how much better LSU's offense is, and it's much better than they've ever had. But in the last 12 years, the total in this game has only averaged 34 points per game. Only once did it make it into the 50s. I don't know. For this type of low-scoring SEC rivalry, no matter how good the offenses are, I feel like I feel like these might might be slow coming out of the gates, these two teams. And I, I think Bama's going to win this game like, uh, it's probably going to, yeah, 30-24, 33. 34, 24, somewhere in there. But I think, again, 65 to me just seems a little bit high. What does it do to the spread if Mac Jones is named starter uh, Thursday night or Friday? It's 6 and 65. Does that go to uh, uh, 3 and 61? Yeah, the, yeah, I would say probably it's going down. Yeah, it's going down to 3, definitely, right? If not, I mean, it should be more, right? It, it probably lower, should be almost maybe. 
It probably should almost go to a pick'em at that point, but you're probably right. It would still be life forever. Well, only because it's a home fan. Only because it's so dominant at home. I know they always right, find yeah. a way, but it's going to yeah, be a great like one. Find a way. But yeah, I'm excited for this one. Harry's excited for Penn State, Minnesota. I think one of you might be bringing it up in your best bets. But honestly, I know they're both undefeated, but there's a decent chance that, Harry, that neither of these teams is in the uh, Big Ten championship. Yeah, they, they, I mean, if, you, if you're going to bank on Clifford being having a great game for Penn State against Minnesota, I mean, then they still have to play Ohio State. So, yeah, more than likely it's not going to happen. But again, remember, Penn State only lost to Ohio State by one point last year. So, be a little wary of Penn State. All right. More on that a little later. Uh, NCAA hoops started today. We're recording this on a Tuesday. I can't believe how it just sneaks up on you. Champions Classic. Yeah. There's two games. Kansas-Duke is going on right now. Michigan State and Kentucky after that. That's also a one versus 2 That's fun. I never pick these games right. I have Duke and I have Kentucky. I'll, I'll go 1-1 one and one or 0-2. Oh Guaranteed. I'm looking at it now. What is it? 28-26? I can't say it's a replay going on now. It's a close game right now. We're going to pick a champ, though. Um, last year, Virginia, 15-1, cut down the nets. Yep. This year, who's favored? Michigan State, aforementioned, plus 550. Kentucky, plus 750. They're playing. Duke and Kansas, 10-1. to They're playing. Memphis, UNC, 12-1. to Louisville, 14. Florida, 17. Villanova 20, Virginia defending champs 25 to 1, Gonzaga 30 to 1. I'll stop there. Parlay Kid, who's winning it this year? Well, so I, I had at this time last year, I gave you Virginia. I thought they were going to be on that comeback That's tour, right. which they did. So hit them at 15 to 1. So I'm sticking to kind of that number again. I'm going to take Louisville at 14 to 1. Uh, they have a very underrated coach in Chris Mack. It seems like. Uh, uh, Xavier there in Ohio produces uh, coach after coach. Uh, if you want to look for a good coach, kind of look at that school. Um, and uh, you know that that program rebuilt pretty quick, right? I mean, they after Patino sure. that disaster there towards the end. Uh, I don't think anybody could have predicted them to make even make the tournament last year. Uh, they got a seven seed. Pretty much everybody on that team is back, including the ACC's leading uh, returning scorer, uh, Jordan Wara. Uh, who led the team in scoring. And actually, like I said, he's the re- leading ACC returning scorer. Six out of the top seven scores are returning. Plus, they had a really good transfer come in with the last name of Kimball. Uh, Lamar Kimball from St. Joe's, where he averaged 15.6 points a game. That's a pretty good transfer to come in uh, from a pretty solid program like St. Joe's. Uh, that alone would probably be for- formidable enough. Uh, but they also have a top-ranked recruiting class that just came in this year. I think they're going to win the ACC this year. And uh, they're going to be like a one seed going into that tournament. And that 14-1 to 1 right now, I think it's a pretty good grab. And as we speak, they're beating the Hurricanes by about 30 points. Uh, in, wow. uh, in, I'm not sure where that game is taking place, but they're beating up on probably a decent Hurricane team by about 30 right now. So Yeah, that's it. I, you know, it was a year ago, we saw a couple of Louisville basketball games, and we, <laughs> and we all agree, but like, has any school's two main teams fallen off as quickly as Louisville has the, the football team stunk. Uh, right. And the basketball team was even worse. And now they're right there, right there to potentially win the ACC right. and you have them at 14 to one to win it all. Brother Bry, I was going to, it's the first day I was going to make a monster money line parlay with all the favorites. And then I'm like, you know what? It's too early. I can't, I'm going to lose my mind rooting to Loyola Chicago over UC Davis. I mean, it's going to come down to overtime and I'm going to lose and I'm, I'm just not ready for it. But, you uh, you're going SEC for your pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go Florida uh, seventeen to one. But I, I I was looking at the same thing too, Sal. I was looking at like ten different college teams, and I was like, "There's no fucking way I'm getting. Uh, there's no yeah. way I'm getting these right. There, I, I'd probably get you know seven. There'd be three upsets in there or something like that. But uh, right. I know it's just another thing to bet. So uh, another thing to lose on for me. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I like uh, Florida seventeen to one. Also, it, uh, certain sites you can also bet on like the Final Four. So they're five to one also to make the Final Four. Uh, mm-hmm. They did get the seal of approval from from the great Tate Frazier. Um, I liked Florida oh, yeah. beforehand. I asked him mm-hmm. about it, and he liked them as well. So uh, Florida again, they lost to Michigan last year in the second round of the tournament. But they didn't they didn't necessarily have a ton of talent. But three of those guys are returning, including Andrew Nembard. Uh, they have that 
transfer Kerry Blackshear from Virginia Tech, who's one of the best bigs in the country. Uh, they have a really great recruiting class this year, which they normally don't have, uh, led by Scotty Lewis, who's going to be one of the best freshmen in the country. And they also have one of the best coaches in college basketball, Mike White. Some, for some reason, I always like watching this guy coach. Every even on even in the last, I mean, he's only been doing it a few years, but I always get the sense that they're going to make a run in the in the tournament. Two years ago, they were in the Elite Eight. Um, and that's with not much talent, but now they have a ton of talent. The, I know the SEC is is jam packed in there, but I like them at that seventeen to one range. I, I think they're a top four or five team. All right, that was a Tate Frazier endorsed pick right there by Brother Bry. But Jim Cunningham, what happened? Tate Frazier, Mark Titus, they're gone. That's it. They stepped away. That this, this is they? the one thing they knew, and they stepped away from it. Yeah, have you heard I, from them? No, I. Uh, I thought I saw one of them at your house the other night, but uh, one yeah. of them might have been at my party. I don't know. Everyone had costumes on. It was hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, that's but the, I mean, these guys, they ste- they were in the prime of their lives. And the, like I said, the only thing they knew, they ste- it's reminiscent of Barry Sanders just walking away from the game, right? Marvin <laughs> yeah. Hagler. Yeah, sure. I guess. Kind of thing in their prime. <laughs> All right. Good luck to them, whatever they're doing. I, I am going to say, uh, I'm going to say Virginia parlay, kid. I know, uh, I knew you took an ACC team. I'm saying in Virginia, you can get them anywhere from 15 to 25 to 1. Now, maybe if you're getting them 14, 15 to 1, stay away. But 25 is good. I know they lose Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, that Jack Salt who would come in. But Tony Bennett, I see him as a system coach. They have additions of Casey Morsell and Thomas Waldetense, uh, Clark, and what's the uh, what's Mamadi Diakate? Who's the guy with the, the 6'10 guy with yeah. the blonde hair? That's, yeah, yeah. Diakite. Yeah, yeah, he should be good. Diakite. He should be good. Um, they finished in the top 25 and adjusted defensive efficiency 11 of the last 25, uh, 11 of the last 12 years. 11 of the last 25 isn't as uh, impressive. They have an easy non-conference schedule. Stony Brook's on that schedule, brother Bry. Um, I don't think uh, North Carolina will be as tough. Duke is going to have trouble perimeter shooting in the perimeter. But I think 25 to 1, not bad for Virginia. They know what to do. Let's, let's talk about what the hell they did to cut down the nets real quick. I, I I couldn't believe when I looked back. I mean, I believed it. It's only a few months ago, but four games, this is in the tournament. Purdue down three at the line with five seconds left. They win that. Uh, what else? All right. Oregon, they were winning with, uh, Oregon was winning with six minutes left. That's not as impressive. The first game, Gardner Webb was beating them by 14 at half or in the first half, at least uh, after bowing out to a, a 16 seed the year before. Texas Tech trailed by three in OT. Uh, they trailed by three in OT to Texas Tech. And probably the worst, Auburn with a four-point lead and 17 seconds left. Couldn't hold on. Which was the craziest of all those games, uh, Parley Kid? Well, boy, Sal, I, I, you could really just go to any one of those games. It was a it's magical run. I don't, think you, I, I don't think you could pinpoint a game. I mean, there, I, almost every game at some point you thought it was over, right? Even if... Even the first game, I think they were down at some point, right? Yeah, so, Gardner Webb, uh, fourteen. Yeah. It was incredible, right? Right, it's absolutely incredible. So um, I, it's going to be it's tough a crazy to do, game, but I do like I do like what you're saying about Bennett being a, a system coach. I think he can plug guys in, and he can get guys to play the way he wants them to play. And you know, his games are always going to be tight, especially in the tournament time. You know, so um, not a bad right. pick there. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I just think at 25, they may have scoring issues, but 25 to 1, it's worth it. Hey, Harry, as I'm going over these odds, if you go over, like, odd, live odds on some of these teams, who are the last few teams to win a championship? Like, the St. Louis Blues, we had our guy on. He wouldn't hedge his ticket. What's his name? Scott, right? Uh, yeah. He had, like, what did he have? 200 to 1? 250 to 1? I can't remember. 250 to 1. 250 to 1. Uh, you had your nationals. I didn't let you make a pick on the air because the game was going on while we were uh, taping. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Parley Kid's taking all the credit, by the way, for Virginia when I bet Virginia before the tournament started too, and I uh, I cashed it almost a thousand dollars on that. Well, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I said it on the show though here, Harry. So, uh, okay, I mean, but uh, but <laughs> but when before the listen, tournament started, I also gave them out on the show too. Holy listen, Parley Kid, Harry doesn't let any of his good picks on this show. He saves them for these other. Uh, <laughs> no frills things that he does on the side. We we we're, we're well uh, aware of that. Uh, all right, I don't know, I don't know what happened, Harry. I was trying to play you a compliment, and it just it just went south over there. Uh, but that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain uh, Morgan's wait a minute, wait a I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get my team. Oh, did you pick? Oh, I'm, no, you don't get a team. 
No, no, go ahead. Make, make a pick. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go with Memphis. Memphis at 12 to 1. Uh, they uh, hired probably the greatest Memphis Tiger ever to be their head coach in Penny Hardaway in March of 2018. He promised he would get players. Uh, and he recruited, uh, he had the top recruiting class in the country. Uh, it includes five star prospects Nashville's own seven foot one James Wiseman and uh, Precious Achiwa. Uh, Wiseman is projected already to be the number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft, and the Chivua 694, who is projected to be a lottery pick as well. Uh, so Penny and Memphis this season will have uh, one of the most dominant front courts in the nation. They grab some depth in landing Louisville transfer Lance Thomas, and they got freshman Boogie Ellis. Uh, will be he'll be the point guard, and he originally signed with Coach K at Duke. Uh, Memphis also uh, for an off guard have DJ Jeffries, another freshman who originally committed to Kentucky. Uh, Penny has plenty of young guys and will probably start all freshmen, but the talent on this team is undeniable, and there's no reason not to believe they will not roll opponents in the American Conference. The next best team predicted in that conference is 70-1 to Houston. So at 12-1, to Memphis Tigers are young, but they're going to be really good. Well, I'll just tell you this. Brother Brian, I will sure – We'll definitely lose on a Memphis-Houston game, uh, the one home, the one away. Uh, I don't know who we'll have, but we'll for sure uh, mess that up. Those are two of our favorites. I like Boogie Ellis, Harry. That's uh, that's one of my favorite names of 2019-2020 uh, uh, NCAA basketball. So that'll be fun. It starts up. It's uh, Listen, we need, to, we need to fill our Tuesdays and Wednesdays. There's MAC action now for a few weeks, but now we have college basketball back. The pros – I can't really look at now. I got I got slaughtered on a, a Portland was playing well. Actually, they're three and three. I had them on a teaser <laughs> yesterday. They play Golden State. I guarantee the the five of us are there. Five of us, we could have beaten that Golden State lineup that they put out. I don't even know the names. I, I texted to you. Not last night. They come up and they uh, trounced Portland. So it's nice to have college back. And that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Now, listen, the captain, Captain Morgan himself, pulled me aside. He's like, what's going on with Harry with all this bragging? I was like, well, he feels good about himself. He's betting this. He doesn't have much. He has his, uh, he has his psychedelic soda that he drinks, and he has his picks that uh, he's been winning. So he's doing well in this contest. He's like, yeah, but he really is arrogant. I said, yeah, he... He's one of the more arrogant sports personalities on the internet. Bang. The captain's like, why don't we do that? Why don't we put odds to that? Who is the most arrogant sports personality on the internet? And the captain's like, all right, we'll make Harry the favorite at three to one. Floyd Mayweather at nine to two. Antonio Brown, 11 to two. Conor McGregor, seven to one. And the field at five to two. Brother Bry, start us off. Who do you like? Ooh, yeah, this is this is easy for me. I'm going to go Harry on this one. Uh, my, I, I, I was going to try and take it easy on him, but there's just a couple things that bother me every time I see some of his tweets that he go puts ahead. out there. Like, have you ever seen somebody when he's replying to followers, he just retweets with a comment replying like all the time instead of just, you know, there's a thing on Twitter where you can actually just reply. So why not for one time you can reply, we can still see it. You don't have to retweet every, with a comment every time to right. somebody congratulating you on one of your picks. Uh, we, we get it. And, and the other thing was, this is what drove me crazy. Everybody keeps asking Harry about this hockey over bet, which has been great. This, this, whatever he's, whatever this, this thing was that he put out there for these overs and these polls and these hockey games, but people are asking about it and he's saying it's, it was his bet, his idea. He came up with it. And then I was thinking, Mm. well, last year, wasn't there this huge thing with these teams that went over? Like there was a certain couple of teams that if you took them, they just in general went over like 70% of the time. But now Harry's claiming that it's his, it's his bet. So that's just, wow. Well, <laughs> wow. so, you know that 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 was just something you know I, I mean maybe he's changing up the teams i i don't know but <laughs> when i was seeing that that was that was just annoying me the other day all right there you go harry uh well that's the favorite i mean you can't you know can't go wrong taking the favorite in this scenario yeah. uh parley kid you care to comment who do you huh. like sal are you kidding me this is uh way too easy uh Getting Harry three to one here is tremendous value. <laughs> I'd like to thank Captain Morgan for the opportunity to speak on uh, sure. the behalf of uh, all a lot of listeners. Uh, you know, he likes to pick on guys like Darnold and uh, Bryce Harper and even Tony Romo, right? 
And then, so what happens when he has a chance to meet Tony Romo at your party this weekend? Totally cowers to him, right? Oh, Mr. Romo, you're the greatest, Mr. Romo. This type of behavior. This is the classic bully that Harry's become, right? So face-to-face, you know, he, he cowers down. You know, he blames players after losses rather than himself for betting them on, on them, like the Jags game this weekend. Totally has been killing the Jaguars. They lost by like 30 points, and he's blaming right. like, uh, you know, one particular play that, that cost him much money this weekend or something Turn like that. Turn the game around. Turn the game What around. happened to those three golfers you talked about this week on your tweets? Oh, look at these three golfers, how great they're doing. They're all in the top ten. But into the weekend – we never heard about these golfers anymore. One that of was came, it. One of them came in 11th. 11th wasn't the top 10. So <laughs> but wrong on all of them. And Sal, now do you notice the arrogance of what he's doing now? He's giving out money line maybes. Have you seen this? Money <laughs> no, line this? maybes. Can you, this is some of the picks he's given out. That, that's right? not a winning so, title. That's not a wouldn't winning we title. all love to give out money line maybes? <laughs> we hit one out of ten where we call ourselves a genius, and the rest we say, well, I told you it was a maybe. This I don't is, even understand what that arrogant. is, a money line maybe. That, that makes no sense to me. What is that? It, I, well, hopefully hey, Harry will explain like it. The money line, which probably kid, if you looked, I gave out the uh, the Dolphins winning 24-17 straight up, and they won 26-18. Pretty damn close. <laughs> Well, you you lost the other four or five of them <laughs> on the on the maybe's. But so you see what I'm saying? That's I the do. arrogance of that. Where oh, I got one right. I hit the one. I said it was a maybe. Look what look at there the odds. Go. I just hit. Well, I'll give out. We'll give out a uh, hundred long shots today. Maybe we'll hit one of those. That's arrogant. Uh, as arrogant <laughs> as you can get. Uh, you got to take the good with the bad. Sal in this business, right? That's you got to right. take the good and the bad. Harry's tweets certainly calmed down a little bit. So, but the bottom line is. I miss the old Harry. Oh, you do. I miss the old lovable Harry. Oh. I miss it. Interesting. I miss it. You know, what's funny, because Simmons says that uh, it's a Ewing theory thing. Since he split ways with Ken, and he really hasn't because he's picking up his medication, uh, albeit late uh, sometime tonight. But since he split, that's when his picks uh, skyrocketed. But, yeah, I kind of I kind of miss him, too. Harry, are you going uh, to pick yourself as well? Might as well. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm, I mean, the answer is obviously uh, it's McGregor. That guy's a complete <laughs> dope. But aside from him, I don't feel, I, I'm going to defend myself here, I don't feel it's arrogance when you are 7-1 and one in a, NHL betting and it's your own theory. Those are facts. Some things, in the uh, same thing as in the Golden Nugget contest where I'm 38-23-2. More facts. Did I have to eat a slice of humble pie this week after going 1-5-1? and one? Yep. You had more sure than a did. slice. And I can and I, and I can accept that. <laughs> but I'm only stating facts. Like, Brian is the tallest out of the four of us. That's a fact. Also, <laughs> if the four of us had a three-point shooting contest, I would win. Fact. Mm. If I had two healthy legs, I would be Brian in tennis and straight sets. All facts. I'm not bragging. It's all facts. If my facts sound like I'm boasting, oh well. Right, Parley Kid? <laughs> all right well I'm, I'm very curious to hear with jim who's he's an outsider to the group we love him we, we, we look at him as family but um especially if he marries my wife's friend but what 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 jim do you think are you picking harry or floyd or antonio brown or are you going off the board well i was looking off the board and there's just some really annoying arrogant people like skip bayless oj simpson tate frazier but i think you gotta go with harry <laughs> I think I think that's it. The money line maybes, his alleged locks, all those. I'm giving it to Harry. <laughs> his alleged locks. You got to do alleged locks, Harry. Parlay possibilities. He's got all those. <laughs> Parlay possibilities are good. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Harry. I'm you know you, Conor McGregor can't hold a candle to you. I'm, I'm I looked up arrogance, and it's. Having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or abilities. Okay. The abilities is definitely exaggerated because we know you're going to come down to earth. I told you not to brag about all this stuff until Thanksgiving. It's a long season. Then you go one, five, and one. Then today you're still still trying to figure out how you're going to get back in this. You're bragging about your standing. But importance, self, well, one's importance. Well, Conor McGregor. His abilities and importance are undeniable. Antonio Brown, top five receiver of our generation. Floyd Mayweather, probably the greatest pound for pound we've ever seen. 
What about you, Harry? What 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 importance do you place on these picks? <laughs> that's it. I don't know. I have a cat. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. I don't, that, that's it. That, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. I don't know if anyone enjoyed that. I do think it was therapeutic for this group. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad we did it. We, uh, we learned a lot there. <laughs> Money line maybes. All right. Sharp tank. Parley kid last week, you won. I should have gone with you. Was it Panthers, Bills, Colts? Was that your teaser? It was uh, Panthers, Bills, Colts. Yes. That was rather All easy, right. rather, uh, an easy, pretty easy, uh, teaser. Yeah. A couple of I didn't listen now, to you. So. I didn't listen to brother Bry who had Florida plus six and a half. Bry, that, that two point conversion screwed you at the end, right? Yeah. It screwed me, but, uh, I've, I figured I was going to lose on that at, coming down to the end, but I've I've had a really I've had a really shitty run the last two weeks. I had such a bad week that uh, yesterday I walked into the women's bathroom at work and um, uh, I didn't even realize until I was like halfway halfway to the uh, no urinal in there. So uh, oh no, uh, yeah, really good by me. I got a hello so, from a from a woman in there, so uh, I, I, you could. Ju- I'm just really yes. out of it. I just need. I just need to get back on a winning way. I just all right. Get all it, get it, figure out you're a man here, and yeah, that's uh, <laughs> wow. Talk about bragging. Brian's walking into a woman's bathroom. All right, I know, uh, I Harry. I know. Harry, I went with you because you promised me you were going to start winning on this show, not in all these other arenas. And you had the Jaguars on a teaser. You, you lost money for us. Um, we we were barely awake on Sunday morning. Seattle game on way over on the teaser, way over. What was oh? So you win the half the teaser? Do you want to yeah. explain to people how teasers work? You got to win both, right? Uh, we'll get them this. All right, so six hours after Harry lost the first leg of our teaser, he won the second game won. So I'll, I'll give you that. Um, Parley kid, start us off. You're the winner. Maybe I'll jump on yeah, your back. Well, so, yeah, I was gonna go back with a uh, another teaser, and then I, you know, I noticed a couple people. Hey, hey, parlay kid, get back to the parlay for us here. So uh-huh. I'm gonna take the three teams I would have taken and a very easy teaser this week, and add a couple extra teams to it. So I'll keep it quick, Sal. We're gonna take the Saints minus uh, six twenty five. This is all money line stuff against the Falcons. How is Quinn still coaching this team? Uh, Saints uh-huh. win. They're off a bye. I know the Falcons are off a bye too, but. Saints, so uh, they're, they're they're gonna they're gonna win pretty uh, big in that one. Uh, we're gonna stay with the Colts. Colts coming off a bad uh, loss uh, the other day. Uh, they'll rebound. Perfect team to rebound against the Finns coming off a win. So uh, they're done with their winning pretty much for the year. So the Colts will cover at minus. Uh, well, they're not cover. I'm not talking about covering. They'll win. They're minus mm-hmm. five fifty. Uh, Ravens minus five hundred at Cincy. Um, Ravens could play a bad game here and still beat the Cincy team. Uh, Dalton not quarterbacking this week. Ryan Finley in. I don't think that's really going to help that team too much. And then, Sal, we're going to add two other teams to this. We're taking the Rams at minus 190. I know you like the Rams this week. McVay, off a of bye week, I have a lot of confidence in. So let's take them at minus 190. And let's take the Cowboys, who I already mentioned, at minus 155. You add this all up, it's about minus, it's about a plus 320 parlay. Hundred will win you three hundred and twenty bucks. I, I like it. All right, I think I like it too. I'll examine it a little further later. But uh, all right, brother Bry, get us going off the Florida game. Come on, walk into no, the right bathroom yeah. this time. Yeah, it's funny. I I, I apologize before I, I might have said that I was going to be taking the Penn State game, but I'm not. And taking I also that one. said that too. Sorry, I, I am not taking that one, even though I like Penn State against Minnesota in that one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bills plus three over the Browns. I just I can't believe at this point in time Freddie is still favored against a good team. I know they're banking on the Browns playing well eventually, right? But at this point, you could say that Ravens game was an aberration. Somehow I won on that for the best bet, having the Browns over the Ravens that game. That, that seems crazy to me to think about that at this point. But I don't know. There's some, everything is just, everything's wrong with, with the Browns right now. It looks like they're on the brink of disaster. seems like they can fall apart at any point in time. Um, the Bills, on the other hand, they seem to be playing well. It looks like with, with Singletary out there, their offense is a, even even a little bit explosive, which for them is really explosive. Uh, but if you look at the numbers, the Bills are 4-0 against the spread their last four as an underdog. The Browns are 0-4 against the spread the last four at home. The one crazy stat that I saw, too, is the Browns are 1-13 against the spread in their last 14 at home versus a team with a winning record, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're one game away from 
a Beckham Mayfield implosion. And I, I think it's going to happen this game. Um, it just seems to be headed that way. And uh, to me, it's, is this Brown team? I mean, we've had fun the last few years with Hugh Jackson and everybody else uh, with the losses, but I'm enjoying this Brown season more than any of those, which is crazy. I never thought I would. We miss, we, I thought yeah. I missed you, but now I don't. I mean, now, now I want Freddie just to stay on and stay another year, which I know won't happen because I think, to me, this is just so fun with his in-game play calling and timeouts and challenges. It's, it's great. So I'm I was so excited when I saw on the ticker that they're not going to fire, whether it's true or not, that they're not going to fire him. I mean, that, it's like, thank you. That's from the football gods. <laughs> I mean, we have a job to do. He has a job, and we have a job to do too, and that's to make fun of the Browns' head coach. I mean, if, if that's gone, what are we going to do? If they get a uh, capable guy in there, we, we just stuck making fun of Harry for uh, hours uh, every week. So can't do that. <laughs> Uh, Bills plus three. Yeah, that looks pretty good, too. All right, Harry. You're going to win on yeah, the show right, or not? Well, Let's see it. Yeah, I'm going to take, uh, take the Steelers at home, plus three and a half against the Rams. Uh, the Rams are 20th in rushing. Uh, still don't have a 100-yard uh, rusher in a game. Golf has 11 touchdowns and 11 turnovers. I'm um, definitely not in love with the Rams and Sean McVay, unlike some people. I think the Rams are overrated. I think they're not that good, actually. They were extremely fortunate to beat Cleveland, uh, then lost three in a row to Tampa, Seattle, San Fran, gave up 55 to Tampa, which is amazing. And in the last two wins versus Atlanta and Cincy, they still were not able to rush for over 100 yards. And after this road game, they have three out of four night games to play. That's a lot on the Rams' plate. Meanwhile, Steelers are turning their season around. They're at four and four. They scored at least 23 points in five straight games. They've won four of the last five. Uh, defensively, they're 11th in the league. Uh, um, in the Steelers' current three-game winning streak, they have forced nine turnovers and had nine sacks. Pitt's looking good in the next three games. they got Cleveland, Cincy, and Cleveland. And then after a, a, another game, they have Arizona and the Jets um, in five of their next six games. Uh, again, no running game for the Rams. I think that's a big problem. I think that forcing them to pass, I think Pittsburgh will be able to create turnovers against Goff. I'll take Pittsburgh's D over Goff, and I'll take the three-and-a-half points. Steelers. Right. Well, I'll tell you right now, I don't like that. I like the Rams. I'm in the Parlay Kids camp here. I'm a McVay guy off the bye. They're also 6-0 in the last six games, last six road games against the number. Uh, Pittsburgh's been lucky to win. They were lucky to beat the Colts. They could have yeah. gone 0-2 last week in six days to beat the Colts and to beat the Dolphins and to beat the Dolphins by 10, but they, they really could have lost that game. They're, that's a weird team. I don't trust them. I don't trust them without Connor. I know their defense shows up every week, but I think the Rams will put up uh, points as long as Cooper Cup's in that lineup. I don't. I don't really. That I. I feel like that solves half of their running woes because he's open on that six-yard slant all the time. So Harry, I'm passing on yours. Um, Parlay kid, I like yours. I like him one, two, three. Man, it's funny you went. You you had some. Not great quarterbacks last week on your money line parlay or on your teaser last week, yeah. and that came through. This week you have decent quarterbacks against bad ones, right? Let's go over this. New Orleans, who the hell? That's Schaub, right for uh, for Atlanta. Then you got I guess Fitz- Ryan could it could be back, but I don't. Th- oh, I don't think that any, oh, that's right. They don't know. All right, but Schaub or Ryan. All right, Fitzmagic. Uh, and then you got the Ravens against who's that? Lin- Lindley, not Ryan Lindley. That's Finley. Yeah, Arizona Ryan Finley. So, yeah, yeah, Finley. Um, yeah, I don't know. Rams. Stop Rudolph. I, I don't yeah. like with the Rudolph. And then, so, yeah, it goes on and on. Cowboys played someone decent. But uh, I like it. I'd rather not string those five together. I know it's a plus 320. That's nice payback. But I'm screaming about the Bills all week, brother, Bri. I love it. I don't understand why they're an underdog. It's six and two against two and six. Um, it's not like one and three against three and one, and the one and three is home laying three points. I can understand that. We've seen half a season out of these um, out of these Browns, and they have a million problems, and penalties is one of them. They're undisciplined. They're kind of everything that the Bills are. I know the Bills had a, a an easy slate, but I think they beat a lot of teams that the Browns would have lost to. I really do. Like, there's not an easy game on the Browns' schedule. They don't have to win this game because their back's against the wall. They're just not that good. Bills might not be great either, but they're going to be a playoff team, and I like them plus three. Brother Brian and I are going to walk into the uh, correct bathroom this week. Plus three, Bills. That's what I'm going with for uh, Sharp Tank. All right, and now what everyone's been waiting for, Jim's $2 million pick. Heel producer Jim, your $2 million pick. A lot of pressure. 
I like the Bills over the Browns and who else said the Rams over the Steelers. But since I'll definitely be watching this Giants-Jets game, I'm going to go with the Giants and the over. I see 43 and a half there. Giants minus two and a half. I think that that Adam Gase has completely lost the Jets and their disaster. That's it, so huh? Let's go with the Giants. Man, I think uh, I think it. this is a weird spread. I don't know why I thought the Jets. I'm not going to touch it this. It is. But, uh, I, you know, if you're putting $2 million on it, I probably should. Giants minus two and a half and over 43 and a half. A $2 million parlay. What does that pay, Harry? But 5.2 million? If it collects? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Harry, do you have any feel for your Giants Perfect. this week? Cash it. You know what? If I, want, if I want them to win a game the whole rest of the year, it's this game. And, and, and pick off Darnold three or four times. That's all I want. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, that's I, right. Yeah. Yeah, we can make what's you the look over under for turnovers between That'll these two happen. quarterbacks this week? Boy, it yeah, might be, be fun. Might be That'd five. Be fun one. <laughs> right? You're yeah, right. Yeah, uh, well, last week I had Winston to throw a pick. It didn't happen. Yeah, th- that's something yeah. to look for, the uh, interceptions for these guys. Pauly Kid likes betting over one and a half touchdown passes. Usually goes like yeah, three or four. Okay. Three out of four, four to five on these things. Wow, I like man, the interceptions. Amazing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's Jim's uh, – heel producer Jim's – $2 million parlay there. Giants minus two and a half over 43 and a half. Parlay kid, you're at the Chalk Talker. At the Chalk Talker, Sal. Uh, probably will not be traveling upstate New York this weekend. Uh, then I'll finish up my road trips next weekend. Uh, hopefully Rochester can get a win here. One of the last two games. I think this is their best chance this weekend. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's been fun. It's been a fun uh, couple months and uh and that's about it. And uh, there you yeah, go. everything else is good. So everything else right. is good. Sa- parlay kid sounds exhausted. There's a lot of driving, a lot of parlays. <laughs> it takes a lot out of a man. It, it, um, yeah, no, it's just, you know, at this time of the year, Sal, my voice, I think it's just from yelling at kids all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it just, I think by the end of the show here, uh, my voice goes <laughs> a little bit every time now. I just, uh, all right. there's only so much you can take. Yeah. Yeah, well, don't talk so goddamn much. No, no, you're fun. No, I understand what happens. You, you, everyone yells at Harry, and then we get we're left with nothing. Harry, we're exhausted. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to the PGA uh, Golf, uh, the Senior Tour, Friday and Saturday at the Championship, Charles Schwab Championship is here in Phoenix. I'm going to go to that in a couple of days. The weather's beautiful. Um, you can find me at A O'Harry. Uh, check out my articles on the site Odd Shark. Uh, I got a prop uh, article on the LSU uh, Alabama game this week, and uh, I'll kick the coverage with your pal Clay Travis. I'll be on tonight, so uh, you can hear me tomorrow. <laughs> his show. I'm not sure who that's a practical joke on that you wake up at 3 a.m. to be on his show. I, I have to figure out who. <laughs> who's, Remember, who's we don't we don't set the time. We don't set the clock back. So now I don't know if it's fifty or not. Now it's four thirty in the morning for me now. All right. Well, I hope you use a different phone because you're breaking up on uh, on us right now. Um, uh, hey, brother Bry, you're with me this week. I'm uh, flying to Oakland tomorrow, Wednesday morning. We're shooting a bit all day. I'm going to tweet out the uh, location because we need Raiders fans to participate. Brother Bry, lifelong Raiders fan, you're going to meet us there. We're going to watch the game from the field. But you've never been there, right? No, this is. This is exciting to me. I mean, this is the last year of the stadium. I've never been there. I mean, I've been to a bunch of Raider games, but I've actually never been out to Oakland. Uh, I'll get to be on the field with you, which is ridiculous. Um, so this is going to be a good time. Four and four, uh, four and four Raider season. I was telling Harry's like eight and zero for anybody else. Yeah. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, I'm at the brother bro. I did want to say one thing though. Uh, I didn't get a chance to say it last week, but congrats to our buddy Sean Nahas, Chris's oh, brother, yeah. on the North Carolina Courage for winning the NWSL, which is the National Women's Soccer League last week. They've now won back-to-back championships. Uh, Sean's been an assistant coach there for uh, the last few years. But it's too bad. It really didn't get much attention at all, considering they just had the World Cup. So uh, I know uh, Sean was hoping it got, got a little bit more publicity. Um, hopefully... I mean, it seems like it's getting more popular, this league, but um, uh, congrats nice. again to Sean. That's pretty awesome. Good job by you, Sean. But, yeah, it, it could have been worse. Harry could have given you the publicity you looked for, bet on the team, and you would have lost. That would, that would have been sad. So be careful what you wish for. But good job by you, Sean. Uh, brother, by, all right, Jim Cunningham, where could the eyes are, are, are ones? They really are. That's it. At Jim Cunningham, J1M, blah, blah, blah. 
on Twitter. All right. That's me. There you go. Like I said, <laughs> that'll do it. Another episode against all odds, Cousin Sal. Thursday night football pregame show on Fox. I will be in Oakland with Brother Bry. Lock it in. FS1, 430 to 530 Eastern. I'm off tomorrow shooting a bit, so you don't have to watch on Wednesday, but come back Thursday and Friday and watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight, every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and heel producer Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na,